Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everyone out there. This is Dr. Martinez and Dr. Michaela. We are on Talk with the Doc, and today we're going to be talking about the Blue Room and what it does, how it works, and how it can better your health. Hi, Dr. Anna. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dr. Matt. Wonderful. What a wonderful day today. <laughs> I agree. And, um, you know, we're going to talk, you and I, are, we've had some really wonderful experiences with the Blue Room and, uh, and the, you know, how it's affected practice, how it affected you. And, and I think for me, um, you know, working with Jay-Z to get this out to the public, you know, I, I, I had that perspective. But I want to talk about your perspective and, and how, uh, how it's affected you and how you treat patients. You know, I had the privilege um, also through uh, Jay-Z Knight. She has the Mercy Blue Room program. Yeah. And uh, my learning about the Blue Room and um, the application really came through there. And so those were a group of people who, uh, many of them were quite ill. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, in terms of combining the Blue Room with the medical treatment as well as you know integrative modalities to address the area of well-being yeah. to lift stress to lift depression because when they went into the blue room uh, and did so regularly there was just this this letting go and this upliftment and so you know, the subtlety of the mind-body connection on health mm-hmm. uh, is is absolutely so important. Yeah. Um, and I think that science now is really catching up with the fact that, you know, it's been clearly shown people who have depression, uh, you know, their telomeres are shorter and they live shorter. Right. You know, they're more likely to die of heart attacks or develop things like dementia or chronic diseases. But that's just, you know, one way of really starting to quantify, well, we already know that, that uh, you know, our attitudes are super important. Don't you think uh, that's the case? Oh, I, I, I know absolutely that's the case. It was, um, <clears throat> you know, being, being blessed that Jay-Z asked me to help bring this technology from, you know, what we call another place. And, um, you know, she had that experience where she got to experience the blue room out of her body. And, you know, a lot of us are limited to that we are in this one reality in these bodies and then that's it. And we tend to forget that there are other planets out there. There's other galaxies, the solar systems, you know, there's this unlimited potential for realities. And, you know, Jay-Z Knight is one of the only people out there who talks about this. And, and why I'm bringing this up is because we know that looking at another reality, just to look at it, because of the observer effect in physics, therefore, there is, there is a potential there. So Jay-Z bringing this, this technology back and, and my job having to make it manifest real, you know, in real time here. I mean, we, we went through it, but the first thing I noticed, you know, as a physician, the first thing I noticed was people coming out of the blue room smiling and saying, what, what is that? You know, and unfortunately back then, I, I mean, you know, five, six years ago, I couldn't really tell them because we were just in the beginning stages. But now it's so evident that the Blue Room is the only thing that I know of out there that simultaneously will treat the mind, the body, and the God or the soul. 
And that reciprocation of those things that we are, that, that network, that, that combining of those things that are healing at one time, I think are, is really the only way to heal. You know, and, and you and I, you know, we've been in medicine a long time. You know, and I did the same thing, you know, went from the allopathic, you know, all the way over to the alternative side. And it it was because I wanted to really, truly help. And I felt I was limited in some ways. And then here comes the blue room, you know, and to my life with Jay-Z. And it it was evident that I hadn't even hit the tip of the iceberg. You know, I mean, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, there, there is so much more out there that that is a, a potential for people to heal. And it's such a beautiful thing to watch anybody. It, it doesn't matter the pathology. It doesn't matter their background. It doesn't matter, you know, man, woman, child. I've seen everybody who goes in there come out with with something different. I mean, you know, I, I wanted you this morning to share, you know, Dr. Ann and I were at the A4M conference and we, we presented the Blue Room. It was the first time we were out in the general public. And I was so thankful that Dr. Anna was there. But I wanted you to share that that gentleman, the, the doctor who had that healing experience. Uh, you know, what is really uh, important to realize is that physicians are humans too. And they yes. have their challenges. And yeah. sometimes, you know, in their, in their job arena are, are very much pressed and uh, very yeah. stressed. And... As a healer, if you understand that, you know, in order to give, to to be uh, in a space where you are not on empty yourself, right? So the overwhelming um, experiences, even with putting uh, some of these clinicians into the blue room for three minutes, it was just a surprise yeah. that uh, that. You know, they could be relaxed, and it's like, oh my God, I needed that. And right. you know, there were more, more uh, specific things where people were maybe um, having their own health challenges, and uh, just the fact that they went into the bloom, and as you know, it's that sense of just being embraced by a well-being. But, yeah. uh, but we cannot really put it in words. You can't describe it. That's why we. What we did at this conference was, you know, would you like to experience it? Because the experience is really what answered their questions. Right. And so there were people within three minutes who had this profound healing experience because they were able to, in this absolute chaotic conference that <laughs> it was, was healing, yeah. Yeah. to have an experience of just relaxing and, and, and healing and being connected to hope. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, no, you're, you're absolutely right. It was a beautiful experience to watch, you know, because all of my experience with the Blue Room uh, you know, has been going to open up blue rooms around the world and then in my clinics. And so this was the first time that it was really just random people who had never seen the blue room before and and didn't really know anything about it, you know, and, and being in the practice or being, you know, going to open up a blue room, most everybody who's coming had had an experience with it or, or at least heard of it. But um, I, I'm going to share this story because it's so powerful and... Uh, so everybody out there, I'm, I'm going to share a quick story. And, and Dr. Anna, this, is, this was my culmination. This was 
my you know, emotional moment that I got to see. And anyways, this gentleman walks up to me. I'm sitting down writing down some information for a, for a person about the Blue Room. And he walks up and, you know, I like Dr. Anna said, we're humans. Us doctors, we're humans, but we, we tend to take on a lot of stress. And you could see the stress was written on this man. Uh, you know, life was written on him. He'd, he'd lived it. And, uh, you know, he asked me a couple questions and he's, he basically was like, don't sell me on this thing. Just really just tell me what it does. My time's short. I said, okay, well, <laughs> here, here I'm trying to give you the best, you know, synopsis I can and, you know, the Reader's Digest version. But uh, really for you to understand that you just got to get in it. And he was reluctant. He said, no, I don't really want to get it. And I said, well, that's the only way you're going to really truly understand this thing. So he said, yes. And it so happened to be at that moment, you were standing right there, Dr. Anna. And I said, Could, you know, would you mind getting him in? And it just happened to work out that it, we had a space open and he went in. And I felt that, I, I felt something. You know, when you work, you and I both know, when you work around the Blue Room long enough, you, you feel almost the change that's happening to your patient on the inside, that powerful energy is coming off of this room. And, uh, and I, I felt that. And you open the door in 10 minutes and this, this beautiful man, you know, he just grabbed you and hugged you and, you know, I mean, we both saw it. I mean, that was the magic. That, that's the magic of the Blue Room. That's the power that it has. And, and he did have a healing. He told you that, didn't he? Yes, uh, yes. And, and um, you know, the, the idea that physicians are allowed to embrace yeah. um, spiritual and emotional healing as part of what they're doing because the model of medicine has been made mechanically right. but we are the human body the human being is not a car right. that you take into a shop <laughs> right and you know you give it a few drugs and you say you know you're supposed to work again we are a complex being that has many dimensions and um to to be able to have the experience and the permission mm. that these aspects, the spiritual healing, the emotional healing, when somebody's facing a catastrophic disease that affects them, the fear that comes up, the stress in terms of, for example, not being able to provide for the family, right. to not be able to continue in your capacity, in your job, your identity, all of that is so huge. Yeah. Pill doesn't address that. No, no, you're but you're right. The sensation that we, you know, we had, um, you know, I described it to you. I, I said, you know, I was standing there and I was handing off these these beings to Doctor Blue Room. <laughs> right. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it was just the Blue Room knew what to do. And it wasn't a specific scientific thing other than like a form of hope and love. Yeah. And that that did its job and it was profoundly powerful. And we have to remember that, um, that this healing is so valuable and it opens the door for all other things to happen, for the healing to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, well said well said and it's you know it, it i i don't know if you if you remember differential diagnosis um, we had in school and um yeah. my i don't know about your your instructor but my instructor i i just remember sitting there in class and um we had a beautiful doctor from sudan 
and uh, she, I mean, she was well-spoken. I mean, I really respected her. She had such a great career she spoke about. And we're sitting in Diffdi, and, uh, you know, she, she's talking about, you know, taking history from a patient. And I remember something she said, this, this doctor, and you could tell she, she was full of love, but she said, don't listen to your patients. They really don't know what they're talking about. And I, and I remember going, wait a minute, how, how am I supposed to really get a good history if I'm not listening to your patient? But it was the same time we were talking about malingering, you know, et cetera, you know, those, those type of things. And for those out there who don't know what malingering is, it's when you have a patient who comes in faking. And, uh, and, you know, I remember thinking there has to be something with this. You know, there has to be something more because most people don't walk into, you know, bar, you know, certain addiction patients that we have. They don't walk into your clinic or to, to the hospital or to a doctor's office or, you know, to get treatment. They know something's wrong. And you and I both have seen that emotional or spiritual ailments can manifest physically. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that was something that hit me so hard when I'm in class that I said, there, I remember my God crying. Now I, now I know it's my God. I didn't know back then. But I knew that it was my God crying out saying, there is more to this. There is more to this. And I want to be the doctor that listens. I want to be. But like you just said, Dr. Blue Room, you know, came into our lives and we're like, we have something to help these people. You know, just because I can't find, you know, through blood work or diagnosis or, you know, you know, checking cranial nerves or, you know, you know, doing a, an exam, I can't find anything that I see is wrong. It doesn't mean that there isn't something going on inside of these individuals. And I think this is where the profound, uh, wonderful experiences of these blue rooms help so much in practice that it's. Like you just said, it's more than just the pill. I mean, you said that so well. There's something else going on. I, that Blue Room addresses it. And it's so wonderful to see that. And that's why, you know, Jay-Z came out with that beautiful statement about what the Blue Room does. And, you know, I, I've read that about 30 times now. And every time I read it, it, it kind of takes me to a, a place that, boy, we haven't even hit the surface on what we can do for people when it comes to healing. Because like you said, we're not looking at these different aspects of existence and you know in medicine yeah drugs don't do anything for that you know drugs can help with the physical you know herbs can help with the physical and you know and and a lot lot of people like to say well the herbs can help with the manifestation of the spiritual perhaps but i do know that the blue room is the only thing that i have seen that hands down really works with the mind the body and the spirit and it is it is amazing to watch Yes, I I wanna um, I wanna share a brief story. You know, I'm still uh, documenting uh, some of the profound healing journeys of uh, people who participate in the NJZ's Mercy Blue Room program. Mm-hmm. I had the privilege last week to interview someone, and that will be coming out uh, shortly. Oh, awesome! This beautiful lady who uh, had uh, uh, gone through colon cancer. She to me that augmenting her healing journey with the Blue Room and uh, what, what she was, she was really open-minded about things because, you know, uh, getting the diagnosis was a real shock for her because she's always thought, you know, that she was uh, really healthy. But then, you know, she started learning and she started learning about, you know, what we talked about last week, heavy metals. Right. She learned about root canals, and right. she's getting her root canals taken out. 
she uh, she had her have a medal's address. She did um, uh, the blue room, you know, two times a week. She did uh, other things uh, addressing her stress, and she was describing that her healing was this journey, and that at all times throughout the year, she was at the right time, uh, you know, in the right place to take the next step. Right. And that what happened through taking that journey and overcoming her anxiety of the disease, and you know, she was she she garnered the sense of self, and at some point had an experience in the bloom for the first time of experiencing gratitude for her life mm-hmm. in the bloom, and it was a physical experience, and that that sense of gratitude that she was uh, alive and blessed at every moment through, you know, the divineness of her own being that was guiding her path through these challenging times has remained with her. And to me, it was it was such an amazing um, experience to listen to her, to learn from her, and really, and, you know, as I was listening, understanding that her own inner teacher and healer has been coming out in this journey yeah. and was teaching her what to do next. And she so engaged things in an open-minded manner. Right. And whatever she engaged, if it cost money, she never had an attitude of, oh my God, this is too expensive. Oh my God, this is too hard. Oh my God. She always said, I'm going to go through this story. It's going to lead me one next step to healing. Yeah. And it did. And yeah. so uh, to, to understand that, you know, the idea of the quick fix, you're going to go to the blue room once and you're going to be healed. Now, that's most likely not going to happen unless you have a really awesome, open-minded acceptance level. Right. So that you have right. the courage to take your own journey and learn your own individual lessons. Uh, I yeah. think that's very valuable. I, I think, my goodness, that is that is one of the most valuable things you can learn about your your self-healing journey. And, you know, Dr. Anna, I, I wanted to ask the, the question, you know, you've been working with the Blue Room now for a, a while. And, you know, you've you're you've been set in certain, um, uh, I guess, arenas for for treatment. You've been in hospital. You've been in hospice. Where, where else have you worked? Geriatrics. Yeah. I was a medical director for nursing. That's right. I was a medical director for the Geriatric Center of Excellence, developing yeah. programs for the elderly. And um, historically, I've also worked in, in hospital settings, and uh, now I'm in my own integrative um, office. But if you would ask, you know, imagine that in all of these settings, that yeah. there would be a place for something like a blue room. You Th- that, know? that was going to be my if question. Yeah. If, <laughs> if the hospital had a blue room where patients in between their pr- uh, treatments could go down and relax. If the nursing home had a blue room, <laughs> right. you know, where, where right. the older folks could, could come in and just be able to, I mean, it's, it, it would be... Uh, such an amazing thing because they would fit in every setting. I, I, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, where, where do you think the blue room would, would, would fit? 
And I agree with you. I think in every setting it, it has it, it has a place. And uh, I was even talking to a gentleman who is a um, a superintendent for a school district, and he was asking me about the Blue Room. And I I said, you know, for these kids nowadays, they're so stressed out, they're so malnourished in in certain ways. They're not getting nutrients, you know, like most teenagers. And uh, you know, with all of the the different things, that, especially in the U.S., you know, the shootings, the 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 bullying, the social media stresses, I thought it would be a perfect fit as well. And I think you know that this is a beautiful segue that we're getting to in treatment of of, of humans, of people. That um, the Blue Room really has a place just in society, and uh, I would love to see it. And in, in fact, you know, I know in Romania we had. Um, did you hear about that? That we had a few, uh, a few in the the health system there that wanted to put it into hospital setting. That's fantastic. It I really know. is. And what you just talked about about schools, right? You know, if you know these uh, these kids that are, um, you know, they're in really stressful situations. Public schools with the bullying that's going on, oh, and yeah. this is so much. If if there was a way, instead of drugging these kids for, you know, attention deficits or acting out, you know, to be able to utilize something non-pharmacological like Bloom to help them heal and relax and calm down and, and, and find a place in, in, uh, in themselves uh, that... Um, that is safe. I, I think something uh, like that would be just fantastic uh, right. and so needed. Oh, I think I think so too. Uh, you know, I I know in my practice uh, in the states that I have quite a few young men and women, you know, adolescent on through you know the early twenties, who come in just to use it to help them with stress, to help them with coping. In fact, I, I have a great quick story. I had this uh, young lady who came in who was so stressed out about college, about picking a college. I mean, <laughs> I, I haven't seen anybody that's stressed out about it. And, uh, you know, about taking her entrance exams and et cetera. And, um, you know, I, I suggested, well, you know, you should just try the Blue Room out. It really does help. <laughs> what happened was she started making appointments every two days to get in there from graduation from high school all the way up until she left for college. And I still get emails from her saying, I wish there was a blue room where I'm at. This is so, you don't even know how important it is for, for this generation. And, you know, she kept saying millennials are so misunderstood that we're not jerks. We're just really stressed out people and we don't know what we're doing and, and how the blue room helped her to really cope. And, you know, that touched my heart. And so I've been trying to, to figure something out like that as well. And, so anybody out there who's listening, if you want to have a good idea about an entrepreneur type business is to get uh, the student market. I mean, it, no, it's untapped. So anyways, I'll put that out there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, you know, there, there are all of these different ways that humans need support. If you think about you work with athletes, yeah. you know, yeah. if, if you're able to modify stress response and anxiety, we know that you can cognitively enhance somebody, you can yeah. physically uh, enhance them if they sleep better. Uh, I mean, there's, there's again, that's, that's a huge, uh, you know, application. Oh, absolutely, Dr. Anna, I, I would agree. Well, let, let's get back into talking a little bit about treatment modalities and, and how you like to use the Blue Room in your own practice. 
So I'm blessed in, uh, because I practice in Yelm, and obviously uh, here in Yelm we have uh, quite a few uh, 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 blue rooms. Uh, we have the U Wellness and we have the Mercy Blue. So the people uh, really have access to it, and uh, many people who come to my office, they go to the blue room as an adjunctive um healing modality as a way for health prevention, as a way to be able to um, have more intentional, mindful focus mm -hmm. um, about just creating their life. Uh, so, um, you know, pretty much because I am at the center of, uh, of where, you know, blue rooms are, um, I don't really have to recommend it very much because everybody who's coming here is already going. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but right. What, uh, what I then do is, uh, you know, some of the things that we discussed, you know, I help them in terms of their, um, their medical journey. Cause oftentimes people who come here, they either ha are dealing with substantial illness, um, you know, from very severe, from... Uh, late stages of cancer or late stages of dementia and then um, uh, versus others who are more interested in just reversing the age or anti-aging. So, you know, I use other modalities like the peptides and mm -hmm. um, uh, exosomes and uh, IV therapy and uh, detoxification to support them on this journey. And what is important is that people are individual. Right. And what works for one person doesn't work for the other. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what one person accepts, the other doesn't accept. And uh, what I think is really important is whichever pathway you're engaging, um, that you do so with an open mind. You know, I've sometimes had people who, you know, they come and they get one, uh, one vitamin shot or they, <laughs> right. they try a peptide one time and, and they say, well... I didn't feel anything. That that's not working for me. Yeah, uh, right. So the thing is that that like gene therapy doesn't feel like anything. Right. Uh, and and to really understand that things take time and that you don't want to be looking for feelings or emotions because it's actually in the absence of that that place of spaces where you just being where the healing can occur and on a cellular level it happens and it happens over time right right so again the aspects of of um of open-mindedness and acceptance and i will choose yeah. those treatments that that the individual is most open to yeah well said I, I i see the same thing in practice and with people and you know over the years where I mean, for instance, you know, something simple like exercise. I mean, everyone out there, you can't expect to go to the gym for one week and to be in shape. You're, it takes time for your body to respond. And that's with anything you're going to try out there. You know, even with, with antibiotics, it's, you know, 10 days is a normal course. It takes at least that time to kind of, you know, make sure the bacteria levels are down low enough to where your immune system can take over. But any modality out there, if you're coming in with a, with a sickness, a pathology, it's going to take time. And what I tell people is I couldn't tell you the time because you're so individual. But I do know this about the Blue Room. It seems to give you a little bit of what I call a cradle. It, it enhances things. Um, 
so for instance, I've had patients that have come in, let's say with a with an acute bronchial infection, and you know we they don't want to take antibiotics. They've tried antibiotics. They don't seem to work for them. And and so I'm kind of like, well, okay, let's let's try some some increasing your nutrients. Let's try doing this. And what I that resistance that I get from patients sometimes is dissipated after a blue room treatment, and they come out and they go. You know, I think I'm. I want to try that. I'm. I'm a little more pliable. Let's let's do this. And you know, it it opens their mind. It opens the possibilities. It opens that that whole channel to get in touch with their body and their soul and their mind. And we both know how how everybody should know how powerful the placebo effect is. And if you already think, well, this isn't going to work for me. Well, well, guess what? <laughs> it's not going to work for you. You know, and I can't tell you, I mean, we both know we've had patients like that. And, you know, it's the same thing. Go back into simple exercise. If you really think like this sucks, this isn't going to work. I hate this. Well, your body isn't going to respond the way you think. And the blue room helps that It, it helps you. It doesn't change your mind for you. But what it does is it opens up space for the for that potential to take place. And then you're able to kind of move into that direction of like, okay, I, I see the potential here. But that is so powerful, just in that little bit. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, absolutely. You know, and sometimes people ask me, well, how many sessions right. of the blue room should I <laughs> yeah. do? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, well, again, that is completely individual. I can tell you about myself. I go two times a week. If I had a blue room in my house, I would go more often. Right. But <laughs> it, is, it is, I just do it. And I've done it now for the last four years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. uh, or you know, since the inceptions of, of blue rooms because um, I understand it. And um, the other thing that I think is very important, so for those of you who have experienced the bloom, that that detached sense of well-being. Yeah. I think it's really important that that's a model for the body. So, for example, right. if you're a go-getter and all your life you're just racing through life and you don't even know what it is to relax, <laughs> <Right>. now <laughs> you are going in the room and you're physically feeling that. That should then be a model to say, you know, throughout the day, can I maintain that versus... Okay, I'm going to grab my next cup of coffee and I'm just off running. Right, right. So, so because it's that state in which we can heal and in which, you know, we can breathe and just kind of be um, more connected with our life. Uh, it is the, the experience, but, but it's like those 20 minutes a couple times a week. How can you elongate that in your awareness? You know, that's, that's the person I want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that wonderful, you know, when somebody's opening the door from the bloom and you're just like, oh, I love <laughs> the world. It's totally, it's so true. And, you know, I, I, almost, I, I almost love getting the, the very grumpy people you know, uh, very tired people, very, you know, I'm fed up with life. You know, I'm, I'm in the middle of this grind and, you know, they're, they're a little negative and, and I get it. I've been there. You know, I've, I can't say that I've never been there. And, uh, and we, we get them in the blue room and they come out like you just said, and they go, ah, oh, 
oh my God, you know, what, what was that? What, what is that? And you know, I would just say, well, just enjoy it. Enjoy this. This is what it is to be a little bit moved away from, from that, that go, go, go. And, and, um, you know, th- I was thinking about this the other day uh, about, you know, professional uh, students out there and, you know, how stressed out all of us are. And, you know, I mean, look, hindsight's always, you know, clearer than foresight for some reason, for some of us, not for all of us, you know, but, but, um, I, you know, I can remember thinking, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, and I worked a little bit during school as well. And, um, I was so stressed out, you know, and I look back at it, you know, this young kid just immensely stressed out. And nowadays, I mean, Dr. Ann, I don't know if you've talked to some students, everybody's taking Adderall. Everybody's doing high amounts of caffeine. Yep. And, you know, I, I mean, I, that wasn't, ava- I mean, caffeine, of course, was available back then, but, you know, we didn't have the other, and there's other designer drugs I'm not going to talk about because I don't want that word to get out for people who don't know what those are. But, but there are some things out there that students are taking and I hear this and I'm going, my God, you know, this, this is getting so competitive. So students out there, whether it's, you know, law, medicine, whatever level professional school, find a blue room. It does help cognitively as well. You know, I, I use it for many different things. Um, but at this point in my life, I'm, I'm doing a lot of what I call downloading to, to help with some inventions that I'm working on. And it opens my, my mind. It opens my, my connection to, to God or to the source or to whatever you want to call for me. And I've had some incredible downloads in the Blue Room. How about you? Yes, and many of uh, the patients are actually experiencing that. There yeah. are people who have profound spiritual experiences, but particularly, uh, uh, you know, with uh, some of the sounds that are now in the blue room, right. uh, where, um, you know, they, they have uh, spiritual beings appearing, they have healing experiences, profound emotional healing. So to be open that anything can happen in right. there. Uh, uh, what some of, uh, some of the folks uh, have shared has been really, really beautiful and profound. So, yeah. um, you know, it's not a linear process. Just like you're saying, you know, you can't be downloaded. You can, yeah. you can have completely different experiences, things that you've never before. Totally, totally. Now, Dr. Anna, what have you seen as far as changes in people's, you know, I mean, because we're going to get these questions, people are going to ask these questions. What have you seen in the differences as far as, let's say, hormone levels or, you know, anything that has to do with like a CBC with differentials or even with, uh, you know, anything that you're seeing in your practice? What, What have you noticed that has been really cool? of that group was seeing me at my office every month and many people for example with heart failure did extraordinarily well mm-hmm. and with peptides and then medical treatment and then in conjunction with the bloom as well as continuous um, inspiration it was kind of a group we were doing group lectures we were getting together it just seemed like that setting was 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 really inspiring people and I mean, medical 
quickly I, I saw that there was some amazing um, improvement uh, that right. for example their heart pump function their symptoms um, uh, improved of for example less shortness of breath or uh, less swelling and and again, you know, if anybody would pinpoint me and say, well, scientifically, how did that work? Mm -hmm. I think that the, what these people were mainly reporting was, you know, they had a new hope, a new zest for life, and that that new space was allowing self-healing. Yeah. that I mean, how profound, you know, right there. And, you know, there's a saying out there, everybody, that, you know, people will say, well, she died of a broken heart or he died of a broken heart. And, you know, I can say at this point in medicine, I, there is a correlation to massive uh, emotional hits, uh, spiritual hits, that people do take that into, like we said, to the phys physicality, the, the physiology of their body. And the heart is its own electrical mechanism. Um, it puts off its own uh, frequency. And there's something that does happen in that blue room. Like, like for me, <clears throat> you know, I've had my emotional hits, you know, I've had a divorce, I've had, you know, losing of relationships. I, I've had, you know, many things. And I can tell you that it, it, that's the first thing I noticed with me, that it started to work on these deep places that I wasn't even willing to go to. And, and some profound healing happened to me. And then on the other side of it is the physical manifestations of, I have energy. I, I am no longer bogged down by this. And, you know, those of us who understand the teachings, you know, that's you holding on to your past. And I definitely did. And you know, I want everyone to think about this for a moment. If you keep reliving a traumatic event in your life, you are not only reliving it in your mind, but your body is picking up on that. So you're going to have a physical manifestation of that. So for instance, everyone's had a dream where they're falling and they wake up, you know, they hit the ground they, in their dream, they wake up, the adrenaline's going, they're breathing heavy, sometimes sweating. That wasn't per se a physical experience that was your, in your mind, but your physiology is manifesting these, these, these symptoms. So you think about all the emotional hits that you've had in life, you know, the, whether it's from the time you're little all the way on up and what that does. And if you had something that could help you with that, how amazing is that? Well, we do. And it is the blue room. And I've seen it over and over and over again. Dr. Ann has seen it. This is how powerful that is. And so everyone out there who's listening, if you don't have a blue room close, we're going to try and get one to you. That's kind of what my, my job is now. And, um, find find one go go experience it you will you'll never regret it absolutely i agree and you know may more and more people have the blessing of that experience and mm -hmm. um you know that that it spreads and uh, goes through the world because the world needs hope yes and absolutely. uh it needs that these areas the spiritual the emotional well-being you know uh, that we come back to harmony, that we're yeah. at peace with our world, that we are experiencing love and that we're letting that flow out of us because that is the, the frequency and the vibration of, of self-healing, but also healing for us as a community, as a planetary community. So right. I think that, the, that this is a very, very important thing, and I also would encourage people, go and experience it. And don't let anybody 
um, you know, uh, preclude your experience. Go with an open mind. You don't know what magic can happen. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you want to talk about anything else? You know, was there something? Uh, I think that, you know, we really drove the point home. <laughs> and uh, yeah. But I would love to continue this conversation because uh, I think that we have other things to delve into. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, you know, everyone, we're going to be doing a weekly show. And, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, obviously pick our topics, but we're more than happy to have you listeners ask questions. What, what would you like to hear about? What would you like to know more about? Um, you know, and, and this, is, this is a free dialogue, you know, that, that we're able to open up and, and just talk. And, and we're, we're open to things. So don't be shy. Give us some questions. Get, you know, let us, uh, let us delve into those for you as well. I, I did have one, one question I, I wanted to answer really quick for a listener. And the question is, dear Dr. Martinez, thank you for the, uh, the podcast that you and Dr. Sean did. I'm wondering about hormone replacement therapy. I'm a man in my 50s and I have low energy and I'm, I'm wondering if that would help. So I'm going to answer that really quick. I don't know. <laughs> you know, that, that's, um, you know that there's, a, there's a huge movement. Dr. Anna, you probably know too. You know, TRT, which is testosterone replacement therapy, is out there massively. I, I mean, dear God. I think there's even places on the internet that men can go to and just fill out a form over the internet and they send you testosterone. I wanted to just say this really quickly. That might not be your problem. Just because you have a low testosterone count in blood does not mean that that really is what's going on. There's so many different hormones that that play into this. You know, you have follicle stimulating hormone, you have luteinizing hormone. Uh, estrogen level, estradiol levels. There's so many things out there, guys. So what I would really recommend is that you go to an endocrinologist that specializes in testosterone therapy and, and get checked out. And the other thing is if you have a crappy diet and you're not exercising, you're not sleeping well, and you are under stress, well, there are some things that contribute to low testosterone as well. But I am going to say this, the blue room, and this is my personal use, the blue room has actually kicked up my testosterone levels. This is a true story. <laughs> I mean, not massively, but um, in blood work, that's something that I, I've noticed. Now, I don't know if that's just me. I don't know if that can help a lot of people, but I do know it can help with some stress levels, which will help to help you guys out there to, uh, to secrete more of those wonderful hormones. You know, Dr. Anna, we're, do you mind if we talk about growth hormone for a minute? Okay, <laughs> this, is, this is cool. If you are stressed out, everybody out there, your body cannot secrete hormones like it does when you're not stressed out. So for instance, growth hormone, when you are completely secreting cortisol, there is a mechanism there that doesn't allow you to, to really secrete a lot. Um, now it's different with exercise for some reason, but Dr. Anna, do you wanna weigh in on this a little bit? hormones where they in, where they are indicated definitely you know like you were saying looking at uh, uh, you know causes first uh, yeah. you know endocrine disruptor we talked about yeah. you know uh, heavy metals chemicals those kinds of things but um, you know because in men low testosterone you know there's uh, muscle loss there's uh, cognitive decline right. uh, certainly issues with libido those kinds of things so um not a big fan of uh, synthetic testosterone because of the liver risk. So yep. Yep. making sure that uh, that the men are getting um, their um, labs checked, their hematocrit, because it can yes. raise your red blood cell count and 
to um, uh, have some problems potentially with the liver. So all of those things uh, are, are important. I like transdermal uh, supplementation with bioidentical hormones, yeah. making sure that your estrogen levels get downregulated. Yeah. You know, it's been shown that prostate cancer really is not an issue of too much testosterone, but it's the estrogen that is driving that, yes. and you want a testosterone to estrogen level of 40 to 1. So I do a lot of uh, treatment for men, and I make sure that they get what's called DIM. It's a supplement that go. actually yeah. blocks the the um, uh, conversion to estrogen in mm-hmm. men uh, because that's what causes the cancer. So it's 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 complex. Find somebody who who knows what they're doing, and they can help on an individual basis. And um, maybe in one of the next shows, we'll talk a little bit more about you know growth hormones and peptides and all that yeah. because that's a big topic. It's that's a huge so topic. It's a huge topic. Okay, everybody out there, you heard it. Dr. Ann and I are going to talk about that on the. You want to do that the next show? Sure. Okay, so everybody out there, we're going to do that. We're going to do. We'll call it anti-aging peptides and hormone therapy, and um, how you can utilize this. But Dr. Anna brought up something really important out there for men and women. There is a supplement called DIM, D-I-M, and it's basically made from the cruciferous type vegetables. So Brussels sprouts, you know, uh, uh, broccoli, those type of things, they, they have a, a wonderful phytochemical in there that helps keeping the estrogen levels down. And that can be quite important for a lot of people. There's a lot of pathology that, um, that unfortunately high estrogen levels uh, increase the chances of that pathology happening in your body. And, um, and, and then, you know, Dr. Anna talked about endocrine disruptors. So we'll talk about, let's, yeah, boy, we could, we'd have a great show on just on that. Couldn't we? Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So we'll t- we're going to talk about toxicity levels, how heavy metals can be and, and plastics. And there's other things out there that are, uh, that are endocrine disruptors. So yeah, we'll have some fun. Thank you very much for your question. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. This is talk with the doc. This is Dr. Anna and Dr. Matt, and we love you guys. Dr. Anna, you want to end? Absolutely. Have a wonderful day. And thank you, Dr. Matt, for your great show and this opportunity. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, everybody.